Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zier Jr., and with me is my co-host, Ryan Greening. How's it going, Ryan? Doing well, Joe. How about you? Doing pretty well. Having fun with the iRacing, having fun on the new bicycles. Are you still uh, digging out at the uh, bike park? Digging yeah, I haven't, I haven't done much work actually at the Cottage Grove Bike Park this year. I've been digging at a couple private spots. We've got some young volunteers that are doing, uh, just kind of coming up through the ranks the last couple of years in Cottage Grove, and they're doing a lot of the work for us old farts now, which well, is nice. awesome. We've been basically all but begging for that for the last, I don't know how many years. Oh, for sure. Really neat to see, because, I mean, you know that BMX dirt jumpers are a dying breed. There ain't, there ain't I, many of the old guys left, and there's not many new young blood coming in. So I quit dirt jumping when they tore down Dayton 21 jumps in, like, 1999. Yeah, that was the peak of it, that's for sure. Yeah. That was the heyday. Yep, and then I sold my free agent flying fortress and basically quit BMXing altogether almost. Yeah, that's what happens when we, we hit 16, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it is sad, but at that point, well, no, I was back at RC, I was back racing at that point, but I was more interested in the girlfriend I had at the time, and God, that's one thing I'm going to just let Joey know. Don't ever let a girl dictate him what you do. Absolutely. Because I lost so many good years of racing of all sorts of stuff. You're a silly guy, Joe. Silly, silly guy. I know, but the ass was good. Oh, the power <laughs> of the punani. <laughs> yeah. So what's been going on in your RC life? Um, woo. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, there is something. I, I did finally buy a plane. So How I bought a full-size plane. Uh, I don't have it yet. I, I would imagine it's going to be a while. I, I went on the website for Big Sky Hobbies. That's the one in Egan, uh, not too far off of Highway 13. Okay. And, um, what are they actually on? They're on like Pilot Knob or Yan Yankee Doodle. I think they're on Yankee Doodle. And uh, I couldn't find anything on their website. I don't think they're really doing much business through the website. I think it's more eBay and whatever other services they're using that are like that. So I gave up on the website because they didn't have the plane that I wanted. And then I'd, I just randomly found a plane that was for sale 15 miles away. And after I got through the whole sale, I realized that it actually came from Big Sky Hobbies. So I was, I was <laughs> happy that I was still able to spend my money with them. That's where my, my dad spends a lot of money there. So I'd, I just wanted to help that store out because it's, you know, one of the many places that can't allow foot traffic right now. And right. thought yeah. I'd spend my money there. But they must not have it in stock. I don't think they were able to ship it directly for me. So they're probably going to have to wait. Okay. You know, wherever they're sourcing it from, whatever their distrib <clears throat> excuse me, distributor is. And uh, I'll have to wait, which is probably a good thing, because spring is kind of windy, and I'm kind of shitty at flying planes. Yeah. Yeah, those two don't go well together. 
Um, <laughs> so my truck parts, so it's funny. You know, I ordered that package for me, mean, about a month ago. It hadn't moved. So I had, I put in a claim with a main and they resent the order and that resent order shipped today. And then all of a sudden the order that didn't move also started moving today. <laughs> so you're probably going to end up with a double order. I'm going to, so they already put the claim in, so they probably won't accept a return, but I'm going to offer to return one of the boxes. Yeah, right on. But if they don't accept it, I'm I want to make a trade because I don't need double of everything. I have a servo right. in there, body, all that crap. I need an ESC for this truck. Yeah, what are we talking about here? What what truck? My T six point one. Oh, okay. All of a sudden, I'm not interested anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm trying to get. I'm holding out hope, Ryan. I am holding out <laughs> hope that Omaha is going to get round one of the Team Associated Series in May 16th. They're what does that mean? What's the what's the Associated Series? It's just like their Techno Series, but for 10 scale. Oh, really? They're running a 10 scale series. That's cool. Yeah. Is that usual for them? Yeah. They they oh. it's uh, they run the Ace. It, they're they're a little backwards there, so on that big big track they have, they run a scale in the winter and they run ten scale in the summer. Okay. But yeah, I I want I've always wanted to hit one, but it's always fallen on MNRC weekends. Well, since round one of MNRC is not happening, I'm really hoping that the Team Associated Series happens. <laughs> so there's talking that. This week, they'll be able to allow 50 people in, like 50 people. So they're going to see what the governor releases, and I'm going to get a hold of them like May 7th, May 8th, the week prior. Be like, hey, what's it looking like? And if they're like, it's looking good, I'm going to go. Cool. Yeah, I just want to race. So bad. What else, what else has been going on RC-wise? Hillbilly Hills. Has been going Chris Martin's little gig in uh, Clearwater. So they took the AstroTurf that was supposed to be in the 510 and they put it outside because that's the only way you could really be six feet apart from a large group of people. Yeah. Um, dude, I like the track. It is, there's so much natural elevation and so many natural lumps and bumps it's like you got a really bumpyish track but you have the grip of astroturf it's awesome and <laughs> i tested several tires it's still um schumacher mini pin ones yellow rear and blue cut stager fronts because it is the same turf as um shamrock i was just double checking to make sure it's the same tire i tested several different tires it, it's the same tire hmm. i i like i like it and he's saying if he's talking about leaving it there for races oh really that would be cool i think outdoor astro is always a plus i think 
Yeah, for sure. Versus the alternate, well, indoor. The two al- the two alternatives, either one not running races or two being indoor in the summertime. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a, I think it's a win-win. For sure, and it's it's just a really nice secluded area type deal. Like you're off of the side of a county road, but nobody drives down that county road. It's fun. There is a crossover I'm not a huge fan of, but it'll it'll change here one day, hopefully. <laughs> right on. But other than dude, the track's fun. Um the straightaway goes uphill. Um, there was a tree root there. I went there a week ago yesterday. There's a tree root there. If you went wide on the straightaway, you hit it and send your car flying. I don't know if he took <laughs> care of that. Senior went there yesterday. And, yeah, he's liking the track also. So, Cool. I mean, it's something to do RC-wise, and it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, a week ago, I brought the neighbor kid with it. All of you so awesomely donated stuff to him to get his b4.2 going all right um he got it around the track pretty good um about as well as i'd expect and then um he broke a front bulkhead towards the end of the day then jr simpler hooked him up with another bulkhead and then jr gave him a car stand because the kid goes oh those are cool car stands because jr's making car stands through stealth designs now and JR goes, oh, here you go. So that was super cool of him. That's awesome. Yeah. It's also awesome that somebody at a track in modern day times had 4.2 parts. I want to say it was, I want to say he had a vehicle. I bet it, I bet it was a standard SC10 he might have had, or he might have had a T4. Something like, I don't know. But yeah, he had it. It was awesome. He had a T4 because he ended up taking it off the T4. Okay. So that was rad. It, it was been it's been good, but I hear FTR is allowing practicing, which is awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You put out a post about open for practice and doing fuel orders for VP. So if anybody's looking for VP fuels, you can. Get a hold of Sean Van Dalen at Full Throttle RC Raceway. For sure. Um, bit of bummer news. Rick's Hobby Farm canceled the first two weekends or two rounds or whatever. Sure. When were they slated to start? I think one was like this weekend and one was... I think they were pretty close to the quarantine. And oh, like, okay. So no surprise no. there. They're going to be extra careful because you got to be careful with Rick. Yep. You know, my father-in-law went to the hospital today for unrelated deals. That's going to be rough for him getting out. Getting out? Of the hospital. Why is that? Because he's, uh, what do they call the? There's a good chance that he'll get COVID, and if he gets COVID, it's all over. Oh, okay. It's one of those things. He went in for low blood pressure and something else. So bummer. Yeah, it is a bummer. Sorry. I don't know, man. I have I have theories about this. So you know, COVID is for sure real. 
Yeah, hold on a second. I, okay. I gotta go grab my tinfoil hat. I'll be, okay, yeah, be right back. You okay, I got, I got, got it. it. Go ahead. So, I'm getting feedback. It's weird. No, nah, it's probably just me sucking on a on a uh, icicle. No, it's. I'm hearing uh, feedback through my mic here. There it goes. I think it went away. Anyway, um, so COVID's real, but it's not nearly as bad as they thought it would be or were hoping it would be. What they wanted to happen was the they wanted to quarantine us long enough for it to like it doesn't even make sense for us to be quarantined anymore. Uh, our economy is a Ponzi scheme, and that Ponzi scheme was about to crash. So they're like, oh, here's this new thing that's been around since November. We're going to make up all these numbers. We're going to do this, that, and the other. We're going to put people on quarantine, and we're going to blame that for our economy crash, not that our economy is fueled by the petrol dollar. Do you know how much... So I bought some stocks the other day. A month ago, they were $653 a share. I bought them for 16 bucks a share. Woof. Yeah. Is that uh, you use a day trading app or what? I just use Robinhood. Nothing special. Okay. And then it went down more today. I brought... Uh, Does that have free trades? Yeah. It's at $12.60 today, so I lost even more. Right. Um, it's uh, ProShares Ultra Bloomberg Crude Oil. Literally, a m well, I'd say three months ago, it was at that 600, or sorry, a year ago, sorry. A year ago, it was at 600. Three months ago, it was at 300. Now it's at 12. Unreal. Guess what, guys? That's what the American dollar is backed by. Quarantine's a little bit of smoke and mirrors, you know. Anyway, yeah, I went to the bike trails with Jackie all weekend long. We got new bikes. That was fun. Yeah, I saw that. They were Love it. The place was packed. Packed. Not a parking spot to be found. <laughs> At a trailhead or what? Y yeah, and it's usually never. That's where I normally get my cardio in. Usually at the time of days I go, there's one or two cars in the parking lot. There were 50. Yeah, we've we've seen a huge influx of people at the Cottage Grove Bike Park. There's um there's a ton of BMX racers that have nothing to do. Oh yeah, so they right might, now they they might learn how to jump instead of just uh, manual. <laughs> not not by the looks of it. <laughs> they, I don't think they teach them kids how to jump very well. No, they anymore. don't. They, they shoot them full of HGH, TRT, and uh, they put them on the leg machine, teach them how to balance the bike, and they freaking pedal. That's it. Yeah, yeah. They can they can pedal hard. They can manual between one or two jumps, and that's about where the skills stop in uh, non Olympic level BMX racing. Right about now. Right. Oh, for sure. And our era, our era was the end of the era where you saw guys like Brian Foster who did both. Yeah. Yep. Um, manualing has always been a thing, but it was just starting. People are re realizing how fast it was in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. 
and then all of a sudden, I remember at Dayton 21 jumps, they put in a dirt pump track right before they closed it down. And I I went on it. I'm like, man, this is dumb. And I'm getting through it okay. I was like 16 or 17. Then there's these little 6 or 7-year-old kids just whipping through it manually. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> Those kids will be kicking my ass in a year. <laughs> yep. But, yeah, it's, man, there's no art. There's no art in it left anymore. There is not. But, yeah, um, and even beyond the BMX racers, there's just a, a lot of people that are trying to get out of the house with their kids that are driving them nuts. Oh, yeah. And so they're bringing them to the bike park. There's a lot of work to be done because people are not picking up their trash and they're not looking after their kids and people are kind of wrecking stuff. So, so I saw on a post you were commenting under about, there were people arguing about RC vehicles on a BMX jump section type deal. Yeah. So the, the Egan bike park is kind of the precursor to the cottage grove one. The, the same guy started both of them. He, he originally lived over by Egan, started a bike park. Then he moved to cottage grove, abandoned the Egan park and started what we now have in cottage grove. Um, it's on a much smaller scale at Egan, but just in the last year or so, the, the couple remaining bikers, we're able to come to an accord with some RC folks and they're now sharing some, but not all of the obstacles. Okay. And that, but, um, you know, I'm sure on some days that, you know, they're bleeding over and using some of the stuff that they shouldn't be using. And some of the people are probably okay with that. And some probably aren't. My biggest thing with why we don't mix the two at cottage Grove is because it's a safety issue. Um, no matter what, with that bashing crew, I mean, you can tell me up and down that you've got control of your car and there's nothing to worry about, no. but you and I know, I mean, we go racing all the time. We drive our RC cars more than most, and we lose control all the time. Right. <laughs> so, uh, in order to keep, you know, kids and even adults too safe, we we try to try to keep those people out of our park, but... They are able to go to the Egan Park and, and hit some pretty cool, pretty big jumps. Yep. Yeah. All right. Man. So But yeah, they're they're arguing about, you know, the, the damage that an R C can do to the jumps and that would matter to us at Cottage Grove because we've got a little bit more of a, a well manicured deal going on there. You know, our stuff is um it's pretty smooth. And it takes a lot of work to get it that way. So when people come out and wreck it with a, a dirt bike or an RC car, or even when they show up and ride when they shouldn't be riding, when the when all the obstacles are too wet, we we get pretty sore asked about that. So we we've had to chase the RCers out, which you know is kind of a double edged sword for me. It hurts me because I'm playing both sides of the fence. All right. It's kind of funny, like, the guys up in Duluth have the exact opposite problem. They need to keep the BMXers off the RC track. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just shows that community that there's a need for another thing up there. There's so much fun stuff to do up there. 
Uh, if they could get their kids into BMX racing, that'd just be one more thing, right? Is there a track up there? Uh, not that I remember, and not I don't think there's ever really been one from the 90s on. No. There was a there was an ABA track in Virginia, Minnesota, so yeah. that's about 60 miles straight north of Duluth, and then there was one in Hibbing too. Wasn't there so, one in Brainerd? I remember there. Being, oh yeah, yeah, that's a, NBL. Different. They've they've had a few different locations. Uh, back when you raced, they were probably either at the the Brainerd Fairgrounds or they were on their way to moving the track to that location. And then now they're out in the town of Barrows. Yep. And Barrows is where the the dirt oval track is. Oh okay. Yeah, so I they're, remember. They're kind of tucked in, uh, probably a mile or so from that dirt oval track. I mean, it is the middle of nowhere. If you don't know that you're going to that track, you're yeah. not going to get there. I vaguely remember it. Um, my deal was, I remember going there once, and I think Jason Chenard, dude who listens and races RC cars, I think he was there too. Maybe he was there at the same time as me. I don't remember much of it. <laughs> sure. Like I said, I was always St. Michael and Malacca. Yeah, great, both great places to go. Uh Brainerd, aside from the location, the it's you know it's in like the dumpiest neighborhood in the entire Brainerd Lakes area, but the track is amazing. It, it's super high level, and it it pairs with um, Saint Saint Cloud has like an elite level track too. So okay. they, there's a lot of cool BMX going on in that area. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. So have you. Have you been playing iRacing at all lately? Yeah, I've been racing a little bit. I, I haven't been uh, as, you know, glued to the seat as I was. Um, I had a whole week off of work. It wasn't planned. It just work had died, unbelievably died. And, uh, yeah, I sat for a whole week, and I I actually, I'm not kidding you, I had a rash because <laughs> I, was, I was playing too much iRacing. So, well... I've been playing a lot too. As soon as I get yeah, home, tell me about it. As soon as I get home from work, all that crap. I I had a question for you before we get into the eye racing stuff. Shoot. Do you think eye racing can help your RC? Even though it's a different kind of drive, you're still working your line and stuff like that. Maybe on the discipline side. Okay. Um, it's it's hand eye coordination. Yeah. You know that's huge. So yeah, that there's. I think you're keeping your your fingers and hands and your eyes and brain connected by doing it. Um, re- repeating lines, like being consistent yep. with lines. Maybe there's some crossover there. But I think what I might be better at when I go back to RC racing is not getting into people because it is oh, right. it's disastrous to your overall goal when you're when you're into i racing and you're really sticking to it you're not just doing it as a you know as an arcade game you want to excel at it yep. you really have to pay attention to not getting into other people because right. it's a big deal you know what i tell people now that i learned since i've been playing i racing every other racing game is a complete lie <laughs> to be fair, I have not played Project Cars. I heard Project Cars is way better. But if you think Gran Turismo or Forza or any of that stuff is good, pure garbage. 
in comparison. Well, they're they're fun games. Oh, they're fun, but you they're, don't. They're not Sims, and they're not. I don't think they're trying to be Sims. I think Gran Turismo and Forza have been trying to be Sims a little bit. Eh, they're if if they're Sims, they are. They're poor. You know, they're they're arcade games masquerading as Sims. That's what that's what I'm feeling out of. They it. got great graphics. I mean, they'll beat the shit oh, out of iRacing's graphics, but yeah, they don't have they don't have the Sim side. When I've turned on iRacing for the first time, and it took me five minutes to get out of the pits the first time because it's like, <laughs> oh, the the throttle is in a light switch, just like a real car. Right. You barely, you know, roll into it. And it's like, okay. And then it's like learning how to drive a race car. I can confidently say I could go to Princeton tomorrow and race a street stock just fine. Right on. But I don't think I could do a sprint car. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't think I could either. I, Honestly, I'd, I think I'd probably end up doing a couple couple donuts in a street stock as well. I don't think I would. Um because I get the feel of it, and it makes, it seems like the slower the car is, the more it makes sense. Like that Mazda Miata is a pile of garbage. I thought that'd be oh a fun God, car. Oh my God, it's the worst. Dude, the, you want uh, you want to drive the Cadillac. If you're doing road racing on a rookie level, you want to drive the Cadillac. That Mazda sucks. The Dallara IndyCar is pretty good. The nice thing about the Mazda, and I don't know if they still have it, but they had a class for that car that was more endurance-based, so way longer races, like 45 minutes versus the 15. Yep. So if you're in longer races like that, you have a better chance of jumping up your safety rating that much higher. You know, you might only be able to jump. You might have a perfect race in a in a 10 or 15 lap race and you only get to jump your safety rating like a 10th. Well, if yeah. you're doing one of them long races, you might be able to go up by a half a point. I was going to say, speaking of safety rating. So I got my D license for dirt oval and dirt track racing. Mm-hmm. My, so I, today I've been working my ass off on trying to get my D license for, uh, paved oval. <sighs> Dude. Okay, I know I should start from the pits. I just yeah, can't. that's exactly what I told you to do. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. And it's like, okay, I'll deal with some of the guys. I ran three races. I went from like 2.43 to like 2.53 in three races. It's like in the beginning of one, I got immediately four or eight points against me because in the beginning of the one one dude just hooks directly into my car and takes me out before the race starts <laughs> it's like come on i i'm so glad i don't have a headset because i'd be probably screaming at a little kid sure i haven't put enough time into any of the disciplines to get to be yet but i'll tell you it, it doesn't really get a whole lot better even when you get to see um you really got to watch out for other people on the on the pacing laps on the first lap and basically on any lap because people absolutely lose their minds like you're right those like the people that jump the start and you know they end yeah. up passing four or five fucking people before they even get to the green flag <laughs> it's it's like where you but where are you going dude 
I just keep up with the guy in front of me. If he goes, <laughs> right. I go. If he goes, stays slow, I stay slow. I just keep up with the guy in front of me. And then everybody, and this is mainly on road course stuff because that's that's where I spend most of my time now is okay. on the road courses. But uh, lately, anyway, everybody wants to go all the way to their breaking point on the first lap oh, instead God. instead of breaking early and everybody getting through the first yeah. turn alive. Yeah, they just want to light it up. <laughs> It's un- it's just unreal, and it's it's so funny because you know what's going to happen, but there's always those two or three dudes in the room beforehand that's like, okay, everybody, we have a good race. Uh, everybody race clean on the first lap, and it's like, yeah, fuck you, dude. You're, you're the guy that's going to wreck all of us <laughs> exactly. in the first turn. To be fair, though, I've done my uh, a little bit of my share, but what's embarrassing, I didn't do my share of taking out until saturday night until chris chris morant set up some races i don't know if you know chris morant it doesn't ring a bell he's been up nitro racing at the moto dome before um but he lives i want to say in the kansas city area and you know i race with him in omaha also so he had joe bornhorst and a couple other guys in this group and i'm racing with these guys i want to say in one race i caused two yellows one of the yellows i took out somebody but that was with late model late models suck but (laughs) i have learned if you set the so and kids if you know you don't know chris morant but Chris does things 110 percent he learned he got his rig probably a day or two after mine and then right before the race, he's like, oh, did you put your wheel through wheel checker and all that stuff to set your wheel settings? I'm like, no. So have you done wheel checker? No, what is it? It's uh, n- another, I, I'll send you the link. It's another iRacing app that it checks your wheel. And I'll send you the video. The guy explains how you set your wheel after you check it through the app. It's really neat, and it made such a difference. Hmm. It really did. And it's like, okay, that makes the car somewhat e- easier to drive. And then, so after the race was done, Chris posts some video of him practicing. And then and a dude's like, have you tried dragging your brake a little bit through the corner while you're on the throttle? I want to try that also. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, that's a that's a standard road course trick so yeah but really i'm i'm liking the delara indycar uh which one the dw12 or do you have a dw18 uh, i guarantee it's a 12 whatever comes with the game i haven't bought one. Oh, okay yep so you're doing you're talking about the delara dash series then okay yeah it i mean on pocono it goes to 12 <laughs> right so i mean the car is fun except for you cannot touch anything nothing right but and again that works your consistency and all that other crap yeah that's a that's a very difficult race to get through unscathed on pretty much any course that delara dash it's it's kind of like the carburetor cup it's yep basically all a bunch of drunk nascar fans <sighs> 
And again, that's where I get taken out the most, either gritting up or on the first lap. That, if you hear anybody yell out, do it for Dale, oh, right before the race yeah. starts, you, you know to watch out for that guy. <laughs> You yeah. got to watch out for that guy, and then you really have to watch out for the guys with, like, four or five names. <laughs> if you see somebody and his name is, like, Juan Ignacio Martinez Rodriguez De La Cortez, that yep. guy's taking everybody out. No, you're right. You're 100% right. <laughs> I don't know what it is with those South American guys, but they're absolutely kamikaze out there on the track. You know what I've been having fun with is watching, let's say I'm kind of let's say i'm a quarter turn behind a group of three or four guys and you know they're gonna crash right so when they crash it's fun trying to navigate through that as fast as you possibly can yeah it's fun if you actually you know thread the needle and make it happen a third of the time i make it happen right the other two-thirds of the time i get caught up in that shit and <laughs> it's 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 fun when you're in those fixed races that don't have any effect on your safety rating. When you're in a series where you're actually trying to make some headway, it is, it's so frustrating. So I'm do- and there is nothing you can do about it I'm for a while. I'm doing fixed setup races, but they do have an effect on your safety rating. That's how I've been making my way up. But I've also yeah, made my way yep, down. Same. But like if you do Delara Dash or Carburetor Cup is what i'm saying you know that doesn't affect anything no no you're right um like uh street stock and whatever else yep yeah you can pick up safety rating there yep yeah it's aggravating though three races i only pick up like a tenth yep yeah the shorter stuff is it takes a long time to get it up there another way to get some decent not decent but still small safety rating increases and it's it'll be advantageous to you is if you go somewhere to a new track, get to learn it in a practice room, and then do a time trial. Okay. Because time trials will up your safety rating I didn't as know long that. as you go for long periods of time without an incident. Okay. Like okay, I'll have to try that. So mm-hmm. senior came over yesterday and tried my rig. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, he he dug it. And, and I'm like, don't worry about crashing. You're going to crash a bunch. So I put him in a 410 sprint right away. <laughs> and then, you know, he crashed a bunch. And then it's like, all right, I put him on a road course. It wasn't a Roval. It was an actual road course with the Cadillac. And he started getting it around pretty good. And he was starting yeah. to dig it. And then he's like, shit, I got to go to the track. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know what, I, I'm telling you guys, if you have the room, talk to Scotty Shuttle or Chris Sleep about them fabbing you your own rig. Like, they, they'll make it custom. So, I'm sitting there like, what the hell are these three holes in the pedal area for type deal? But before that, I told them what kind of wheel and stuff I have. And I'm like, God, I'm tired of this shit moving. My pedals kept moving. I'm like, there's got to be a way to anchor this. So I actually picked up the pedals and looked on the bottom. Hey, guess what? Those three three screw holes lined up exactly (laughs) to the screw holes in the bottom of my pedal system. There you go. I mean, he did an awesome job on it. And I know without the monitor shelf, it's 175. He only charged me 175 with the monitor shelf because it was the first one he built. Okay. But yeah, no, talk to Scotty Shuttle if you want to save some serious cash on a, I mean, 
I'm really happy I went the cockpit route. Just because the way the way you're sitting in it, it's like a real car. It really yeah, is. For I, sure. I have my seat exactly the way my Crown Vic is right now. <laughs> so, and then I get in the Crown Vic, and it's like I get uh, Grand Theft Auto. So you know when you play Grand Theft Auto for a few hours, and you get in your real car, and you got to remind yourself you're not in a video game? <laughs> I don't have to do that right now because I've actually got a drive shaft issue going on, so oh, really? I have to drive super gingerly to get through first and second gear because otherwise I got a death rattle. You joint or is it? I'm, I'm just basically gonna drive it until it shits. I'm so over that car. What is it? It's a 2010 Subaru Legacy. Did I see you the other week? I swear I did. I don't know why. God, I, I want to say. Been, I've been over in the Fridley area a little bit, but I don't think I've been anywhere west of that. A week ago last Thursday, were you driving back from St. Cloud at like a decent time? I don't know. Why Why do you ask? Because I swear I saw you with the wife, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, then no, I would never put her in that death trap. Okay. <laughs> so We take her car when we go places. Do you know? Oh, wait, what does she drive? I don't think it's a Subaru. I think it was like a... As it's a it's a teal toy, Toyota Camry. No, yeah, it wasn't you. It looked just like you. That's why I'm like, is that? And then I start going slowing down to see if it, <laughs> it was you. But I drive a cop car, so they started slowing down. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, I was gonna say, so we in Elk River have a foreign junkyard. Foreign oh, cars cool. only. So I bet you they got the parts you need for cheap. Oh, fuck. I, just, I don't know. I'll ask Stu about it, but honestly, I, I don't feel like jacking up the car and popping out the drive shaft to change the universals or the carrier bearing or whatever the hell it is that's making the drive shaft rattle around. I'm, I'm getting getting pretty close to just, I don't know, taking five, ten grand or whatever and finding another daily driver. So do you have? Because I'm I'm up I'm up to two thirty five. Oh really? Miles, oh, that's so. pretty good. I yeah. think that's when I got rid of mine. It's had a nice life. It doesn't owe me anything. That's for sure. I had a ninety nine Outback with uh, the two point five twin cam. Oh okay. Yep. I got it with the up upgraded heads and timing setup. That car was. The, I should say the motor and transmission were rock solid. The rest of the car fell apart around it. <laughs> sure. I'm sure you didn't do it any favors either. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I drove that thing terribly. <laughs> <laughs> they're, I mean, they're fun chassis. You know, the, the Subarus are set up kind of stiff, Yeah, I would say, compared to domestic cars, and they really go around the corners a hell of a lot better than a, you know, a, a Cavalier or an oh, Impala sure. or something like that. For so. sure. Just a standard out people get those cars like i got mine i did a little research but i didn't do the mpg research and i was surprised at how shitty a gas mileage that car got (laughs) right i'm getting the same mileage with my crown vic that's got a v8 i was getting about 19 miles a gallon sure yep so anyway yeah uh what else we got here i think that's it Uh, yeah i I'm just having fun with the iRacing, man. Yep. 
I'm looking at a VRC dongle right now. I think it's seniors that I haven't plugged in in years, and I have no <laughs> want. No, no want to there's, plug there's in. There's definitely a there's a, there's still a huge uptick in VRC activity. Uh, Alan Smith is back in the saddle. Yep, but he just <clears> built a PC to do iRacing. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's going to be doing iRacing. Uh, we, you made a Midwest iRacers group. People yep. should search that. I don't know. It's, I mean, Tony Swenson sharing setups and shit on there. It's fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to hand it over to him because he seems pretty interested in it. I'm interested. You know, I should send you a picture of my cars before I put it up there. So it's like, hey, I'm the only person with this kind of paint scheme. I might. I think I'm the only person who thinks it looks good. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? Uh, it's pretty. Are you good at Photoshop? Do you? No, I don't know how to do that. Looking? Okay, so you're not looking into doing any custom stuff. I'm going to just to put the Ran Out of Talent logo on it. Oh, right on. I just yep. want to put that on all my cars. Cool. So yeah, you'll do you have um do you have Photoshop or anything like that? I do not. I just okay. said to so you'll uh, have to you'll have to use an online program and you'll probably have to download like one or two things to convert files back and forth and stuff like that, but the um, question is should I pay somebody twenty five bucks to do it? Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, seriously, it's at this point, it's might as well just pay somebody. Oh, for sure, it's that is its own hobby, I think, for people that like to design stuff. So, right, right. Did you get that picture? Look on your messages. Yeah, but I see a shit ton of cars. I don't see just one. Oh, just a color scheme. Yeah, the color scheme's the same on every car. It's like I'm the only one with that fucking color scheme. I like it. <laughs> I was trying to match mine, but I couldn't get that. It's like that weird seafoam green in that picture I sent you. Believe it or not, mm -hmm. was the closest I could get to the color I got on mine, and it's not even close to the color of my RC car. Sure, the orange and the white are basically the same, but I couldn't get the green even close. Okay, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, should we get into questions here? We yeah, should. we should. I I just I did have one question for you because you are we missed you're some. obviously head over heels in love with iRacing. I'm in love and with the driving part of it. I fucking hate the people in it. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know what what I have a lot of fun in is I have a group of friends that I met when I was racing in a live VRC series. Yep. And so we all have a Discord channel together, yep. and I, we don't often end up in the same races because when they, when a class gets enough people and they have to split the races, they split based based on your I rating. Okay. So if you're if you're say a fifteen hundred yep. I rating, you're going to be racing with people that are around that range, and if one of your friends has a six hundred or something like that. <clears throat> you're probably not going to end up in the same split. Yeah. So we have a lot of fun in the practice rooms, you know, before it's time to go racing. That's, you know, that's where you get the time to chum it up with your buddies and whatnot. Because I notice once you get to the race, it seems like there's a lot of guys that want to be chummy and talk over the radio and stuff. Right. And it actually 
drives me fucking nuts yeah. because really the only reason to me that you would need to use that radio is like hey you know pass on the inside you know if you're a lap car or something like that and you're trying to get through traffic like that's what i use it for okay but I end up having to mute it because there's always, you know, one lonely freaking guy in there that's trying to make friends, and it, it, it drives me nuts. Anyway, uh, all the way back to my question, you're really loving this. It's you're you're being able to, you know, spend a lot of your free time that would be spent in jujitsu. Yep. So something's gonna have to go when the world goes back to normal. I racing goes. <laughs> right 100 percent. i hate it i mean it won't go up completely but i'll go from nope. being on it seven days a week to an hour a week yep yeah you'll find some time on like a saturday night or something like that yeah no yeah i racing i i hate to say it because i mean i spent i actually spent time and effort and money in this thing and it's mm-hmm. cool and it works but man, that's the lowest on the totem pole. Like I'm trying to get Jackie into distant biking also. So we got new bikes from Bikes Direct. I was worried about that. Cause well, I've we've we've talked about my worries. You don't know what you're gonna get. Yep. But so Jackie had a Walmart bike from like two years ago. And as you know, they're not safe. And a lot of people are like, oh, what do you mean? It's a cheap bike. No, it's not like the cheap bikes of our days. Like, you can get, like, a shitty 1986 Huffy from Kmart that's still on the road today. It's these new bikes made by Kent that are made out of really crappy metal. They're dangerously heavy. They have shoddy weld, shoddy materials, all that crap. Those are the bikes you see at Walmart and Target and all that crap today. All those bikes, safety warning, don't ever buy your kids those bikes. Exactly. Um, so I got Jackie a $250 road bike off of Bikes Direct. Like, uh, okay. <sighs> Ryan, I made such a noob mistake. <laughs> what is it? So when I took it up, because you take it, it's mainly assembled. You literally put on the front wheel and the handlebars and all that crap, but it's mainly assembled. There's not much rake in the forks. I put the forks on backwards. So I'm like, what is wrong with this? (laughs) This thing is fucked up. It was just bad. And then it's like, oh, I flipped the forks. Uh, Have you ever, it took me four hours for my brain to process it. No, there's nothing wrong with the bike, stupid. Flip the forks around. And I did, and it was fine. <laughs> she is riding that thing. Here, I'll send you a picture. Because I sent a picture of this to Bikes Direct, still thinking I was in the right. I'm like, dude, what's this toe overlap about? And there was a picture of the crank hitting the front wheel. There, I just sent you the picture. <laughs> and there you got your brakes facing I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, I wish I could have been in that room when those guys saw that. Oh, Dude, I guarantee me. they're like, oh, look at this fucking moron, which they should. They should. Totally oh, should. That is beautiful, Joe. Only you. I know. But anyways, I was worried about these bikes because 250 bucks is still not a lot to spend on a bike. I spent 450 on mine, which is still not a lot, but it, is, it came with a little bit better components. 
like the derailers are the same. Um, they came with Shimano Turney derailers, but my shifters are a little better. Um, she's riding that thing well, and it's a safe bike. It's a solid bike. I have no worries about this bike anymore. Love it. Yeah, we've done about, we did, she's still getting into the distance like, Saturday we did a six and a half mile ride. Yesterday we did almost an eight mile ride. I want to get her going at about that thirty to forty mile range. Cool. It'll take some time to build up. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, if you're gonna go that long too, you should be strapping food to the to the top tube. And yep. Yep. Um, there's um, my bike came with all those rivets up and down. I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get a couple bags for the frame of my bike cool yeah when i was racing cross country i had to um i would just take electrical tape and i'd take like those gel packs or gummies or whatever and uh i'd strap those to it and about every 20 to 25 minutes i'd rip one of those off and shoot it down the hatch and you know try to keep from crashing and it, it helped a lot. Oh, it does. She's really not into the speed yet. Like, we're averaging mm-hmm. 12 miles an hour. Yep. I want to be averaging on, on a road bike about 20. Sure. Yeah, she'll, I mean, she'll you're not going to get that out of her. She'll but get there. Just not yet. That's a that's that's an adult pace or, like, a, a big kid she's a big kid she's what how old is she she's 11 but she's five foot five she ain't gonna go 20 miles an hour joe she's five foot five she She might you might get her you might get her up to 16 17 and i would still be fine with that for a long ride yeah for sure um have you ever done the st paul to stillwater trail no parts of it though and it's beautiful i want to do st paul to stillwater with her and then have cool. Beth pick us up at the end of the trail. That's that, awesome. That, you, I mean, you could also do the green line, too. Yeah. Green line's a lot of fun. Or that full Paul Bunyan loop that's like 120 miles. That, yeah, pass. I want to do the, it. Ugh, it, it. The Paul Bunyan is so boring. Really? It, it's so long and straight. Oh, it's all... So, so it's str- oh man i thought there might be some curves or some towns or something i mean i can't speak for anywhere other than going north of brainerd yeah but i mean my local section of the paul bunyan is i mean it's boring on a snowmobile when you're going 100 miles an hour so <laughs> I'll, I'll have to look at it because like i said the whole loop's like 120 miles oh cool so i how, i i don't know I, I've heard it's boring in the Brainerd area. I mean, it's mostly Brainerd, but I, I'm I'm just thinking of rides her and I yeah. can do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that one to Stillwater sounds like it'd be a hoot. Yeah. Especially when, you know, once the, the world starts going back to normal and you can uh, go to one of them, you know, cool restaurants. or Oh, yeah, one of the cool restaurants. Like I was going to say, I guarantee the trail's absolutely packed. <laughs> right. I guarantee it is. So, you know, we missed some questions from a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, we're going to start with uh, Matthew Hausen's question from two weeks ago because we missed it. 
And we missed Connor Ayler's question, but I don't know where that went from two weeks How ago. How could you? I don't know. It's, there, We only got two questions this week, but the episode before we got a ton and I missed them. Uh, Matthew Housen goes, how have you guys been holding up during this global situation? What's the first large RC race or event you will want to go after this is all done? Do you see any companies going away due to this pandemic? Well, I want to see companies go away, to be honest. (laughs) I don't want to see good companies go away, but there are a lot of those, um, guys just kind of hanging on the fringe that I'd love to see go away. Uh, first big race, I want to go to Omaha. What about you, Ryan? Uh, I don't know about a big race, but I I just want to get together with my friends and burn some nitro either at FTR or Rick's Hobby Farm up in Proctor at, at Loose Nuts. I really don't care where it is um how's your nitro buggy going uh it's idle i i what did i do i put the i put the motor in but i didn't set endpoints and then that was when i realized that i had cracked one of the ears yep on the motor mount so i i pulled that back out i got another piece that i was waiting for i I need a, a spacer in there that um, I didn't get from Bruce the first time around. Okay. So he sent that to me. So I'm I'm actually all ready to go. I could slap it in and and do endpoints. For, but for me, it's like what what's the point right now? Um, well, maybe just so it's ready to go. For sure. But uh, I'm probably not gonna drive it until until I basically can go see my parents again. Okay. So when I feel, you know. When I'm told and when I feel it's okay for me to go to Brainerd and hug and kiss my mom and all that stuff, that's generally the reason that I end up at the 510 or FTR. It's it's because I'm making a trip that way anyway Yep. to see my mom and stepdad. So once, uh, once the G-men are done jacking us around and tell us we can go back to doing stuff like that, uh, that's what I'll do. Yeah, like I said. I believe COVID's real. I just oh yeah. I don't think anybody. With, I think the government you know, half a brain disputes that. And I think the government's just using it. There's <laughs> a, there's other things too. You know, there's I could go into this. That's gonna be for my podcast tomorrow for the cauliflower here because my co-host sure. there is. He wants to get into some of the conspiracy with it, and I want to get into it with him too because I mean, yeah. there's a lot. Oh, you don't have to dig very far to find some stuff that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I so. know. But some people some people are just blindly following the government. Like, I have a cousin right now that people in Michigan are dying, blah, 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 blah. She lives in Michigan, and it's like, yeah, but do you know anybody? You know, do you personally know anybody? That type of thing. And it's like, yeah. How old are these people? You know, you right. do, you do get the oddball 30-year-old getting it, and you had a kid get it. You had one kid get it. And then I saw today on Fox 9 in Minnesota, tw- 28 people die of COVID. That's a single-day high. That That's only 28 people, Ryan. 
Yeah, that's in the grand scheme of things. It's not a lot. It's it's not a lot. There are two point five. Let's, let's not go down this road. There are let's, two point five not. people that die for every person that's born. All right, and that's about as far as I'll go. There. <laughs> well, we'll look at Connor from two weeks ago because I forgot his question. Let's do that. This was all in the whole long deal in the RC group. I missed it with the economic downturn perhaps this is a good time for tire manufacturers to limit selection there used to be a sand track in oak grove that i live near the name escapes me fisk's hobby was it fisk's hobby farm something like that but he goes what's the thought of the sand track being included in the mnrc so yeah i missed that totally um did, did you ever go to fisk's no, but if I remember right, um, people had fun, but the downside to sand was everybody got mad that it wrecked all their bearings and shit, right? It destroyed a lot of stuff. Right. Um, so. it, but that being said, there was talk in the last couple of years of a sand track being added at a certain person's house. Uh, I don't know if it was ever kicked around with you, but yeah, it, uh, there's always talk, a talk. Talk in some of the people in the committee uh, made its way around about perhaps maybe Trevor Johnson building and having a track. He was looking at acquiring yes. some more land at his property, and if he was able to do that, he was going to cut a track in, and it would have been a sand track, which. Right. You know, you people could have had a lot of fun, like they did at the barn. There was a lot of people up at the Proctor race in the barn that had a lot of fun. But like you say, it does, it really destroys RC parts. So if you so do sand tracks. People wouldn't be, there would, there would be a pretty good mix of people that are, are excited to run old school RC. And there would, there would also be a lot of people that were pissed off and crying about it. Yeah. But that's every track one way or another. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's every race ever. I enjoy yeah. a sand track per season. I really do. Yeah, cool. The thing about Fisk's is he built an awesome track, but then he took care of it. It's like, hey, if you're going to do a sand track, you leave it. You might shave off the sharp edge of some of the ruts, but you leave it. And right. what he ended up doing was he ended up dragging this, like, paper piece of chain link fence behind his tractor to try to grade it out but that made shit worse right. way worse it's like, and as far as the the tire companies making less you know tread patterns and compounds it's like i don't ever see that happening because no. it, it's such it doesn't it seem like such a trial and error thing it is it costs they, so they much money to make a mold so many different new new things you know every couple of years and not all of them stick but there's enough of those tires out there of one certain design and one certain compound but that if somebody figures out that it is you know absolutely stuck at this track or that track that's going to be the tire that you need to have for a period of time and then it's gonna go away dude raw speed radars at the 510 who would have thought those would be the fastest damn things <laughs> by a lot by a mile not even close to anything else 
And uh, healing vibes going out to my buddy Connor. He is uh, dealing with a broken wrist Ooh. now. So, well, how did he get that bike? I think he was riding dirt bike. I'm yep. not positive, but at least he's having fun when he's doing it. I, that kid is always having fun. Right, right. Ah, speaking of broken wrists and stuff. So have you ever seen any of those videos of the Fanatec direct drive wheels that are like 1300 bucks? I haven't. Yeah, you can't drive... I mean, I look at pictures once in a while and stuff, but... You can't drive those with the thumb in the wheel, or if it comes around on you hard, it'll break your wrist and thumb. Well, you shouldn't do that on any steering wheel ever. I so. have my thumb in a little bit. Just, hmm. it's it's a comfort thing. It's weird. See, I put my thumbs, uh, you know, if your fingers are rested, you know, around towards the backside, my thumbs actually end up flat in front of me. Does that make sense? Minor, so yeah. I don't wrap my, I don't wrap my thumb around and in. I get, I just stick it yep. flat nope. on the steering wheel. Yep, minor. I get exactly what you're saying, and minor similar, but they're in a little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Keenan White. From the No Name RC Podcast. Hey. I called in last week. Uh, is Joe, how is the stadium truck revival going? Well, I think it'll be good for a little bit in Minnesota. But it's like gas truck in Minnesota. It was good for a little bit. Yep. It'll be cool for a very short period of time. Yep. And I'm fine with it. The thing about it is, like, with gas truck, the reason why it got big again in Minnesota because the guy who makes the gas truck conversion is from Minnesota. I mean, people are talking about it like crazy, though, lately. Like, if you listen to all the podcasts, you have a bunch of guys asking questions about gas truck, and people are like, no, nah, I don't ever see it getting big again. But look at all the people asking that question. That's cool because, uh, you know, obviously there, it's not doing anything right now, but um, a lot of people are having fun with it in Texas this year. Yeah. So there was a there was a little mini boom I of think, gas truck down in Texas. I think some people are running at OCRC, too. Oh, cool. Good for them. Well, that's the thing, too. If So we used to, when I ran gas truck myself... We ran them indoors. We ran them at, it was Midwest Hobby before it turned into TCHR. And I ran a little bit into TCHR too. Um, we ran gas truck indoors. Sure. And what we had to do was split up the heat. Like we'd put one heat in the beginning of the round, another heat in the middle type thing so you wouldn't get a cloud going. Oh, sure. Yep. If let, Let's say we ran them at the 510. I think in a situation like that, a gas truck could be very successful. It would definitely be fun to drive with a decent amount of traction. I think there'd be plenty of traction there. Because there was a couple times, um, I think there was one really hot race at uh, up in Proctor that I can remember, and maybe yep. one or two other races where during that little resurgence of gas truck that we had in the region, it looked like a hoot. Dude, when we ran, but it, then there were other there were there were other places where it looked like absolutely no fun whatsoever. Oh, the big tracks it sucked. You know where it looked yep. the most fun because our old school trucks is when we ran it in that horse barn, 
and you had to drive through the divots. And I believe Alec Alec Hins put the, just put it to everybody. He beat Danny, he beat his dad, he beat everybody in gas truck. It was awesome. Um, Let's see here. We got one from Bobby Andrink. What are your guys' thought about tracks starting to open up, and how excited are you to get back out and run full heats and mains? I know Ryan doesn't race much in the summer. Is he going to try to get out more, seeing how the state of RC is right now? Are you going to try to get out more? I don't know about more, but I am going to try to actually get out, which that would be more than last year. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yep. Um, I really am itching. I really think, I really hope we open up, I hope the state opens up again in a week. And then people can make judgment calls from there. Because we're supposed to open up again May 4th. We're supposed to. What do you think they're going to do in like, in restaurants and movie theaters and stuff like that? You think they'll just be, you know, trying to adhere to the the six feet deal and all that or what well yeah or do you think or do you, you could do, i mean it's not just going to go back to the old normal right away no right well what it's going to be is like in movie theaters you could do every other seat um right because unless it's like some blockbuster the theater's not selling out anyways when was the last time you were in a packed movie theater Right. I went, well, I live in Woodbury, so you, you can't go to a movie that isn't packed. But I, I totally get what well, you're saying. I go to the old, well, it's not old. I go to the IMAX deal in St. Michael. And we went, and the only time, we went there on the Joker second week and it was packed. And we went to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the second week and there was a lot of room open. Sure. So... Yeah, no, I'm. I think they might rope off every other table, every other seat, whatever, for a week or two, and then slowly start pulling it back. And I think by the middle of June, hopefully by the middle of June, we're back at full force. Period. Right. God, I can't wait to get off work on a Friday and drive down to Newport. And have a freaking beer and a burger, and I, I might even watch a freaking baseball game, yeah. which you would basically never catch me doing. But I could be talked into it right about now you if I was able to there. just go hang out at a bar for a little bit. If we open up, so if May first comes around and the governor says we're open up, opening up May fourth, I think I'm taking that week off. Because I haven't been to the gym and I want to go to jiu-jitsu so bad. I'm going to go morning, yeah. noon, and night. So you're going to, you're, you're going full bore. Like, I am, Joe is going back to the real world yeah. and I'm going to take my chances with the herd immunity. Oh, for sure. Um, and I'm going to go to yoga. Right on. All that other crap. I just want to get back to life. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see, you know, how the how it affects, you know, the the current cases, and you know, if our if the healthcare system, you know, can actually, because you know, it's going to spike after that. 
Well, did you see um, they started doing mass testing in California, and they said uh, four or five times as many people that had COVID that didn't know it, and then the deaths remain the same. So it goes from like, I don't know, half a percent to like 0.01%. Not that low, but it goes way lower. Yep. Well, that that was to be expected all along, right? Like most rational people knew that. But not that if you listen to the doom and gloom governors. <laughs> well, I, I don't listen to any of that stuff, so it doesn't really affect me. But oh. um, yeah, it'll be interesting, though, because they're, uh, aside from you know, the way you and I feel about how this was all handled, there are facilities that, that are maxed out on their COVID side right now or close to it. You know, there's places that are, you know, getting towards max capacity with their beds and their ventilators and, and all of that. So but then even, though places totally on the other, even though on the other side of the hospital, you know, nothing's going on. Yeah, but there's also but hospitals it, you know, that, that as as companies as companies continue to manufacture ventilators and stuff like that. Hopefully, they can uh, they can manage the the vulnerable people. You know, no, you're, you're yeah, right. I'm, I'm not worried about me. I'm not worried about you. Well, you um, should be worried. I'm literally about you just worried about my grandma and grandpa. You that's, should be worried about you because you have respiratory issues. <laughs> right. I'm just not, I'm not as worried about myself as I am no, some people. I get it, but so. How do you like the new um, politically correct term for unemployed? <laughs> what do they call it? You're furloughed. Oh, right, right, right. Um, it's like, God. But if yeah, you're I, uh, I wasn't familiar with the term, to be honest with you. Um, I always just refer to it as being laid off. Yeah. And it's it's not always, you know, a super negative term, Uh seasonal employees deal with it all the time uh, it will be yeah some people for some people it'll be permanent and for some people it won't um yeah i, I don't know yeah my, i i play i play along with political correctness and you know I, not a I huge fan a of point. it but, but i do to a point i don't with the nonsense you know we could get into that, and I could go on a long time. I do enough to avoid having fights that I don't feel like being in, which is yeah. basically all of them. I, I really don't enjoy arguing with people. I, I don't see the point in it. And so, unfortunately, I have to snooze a lot of people on a oh, really regular sure. basis on Facebook. Literally, um, so when you said you unfollow most people... On Facebook, I started yep. doing that, <laughs> and out of the eleven hundred and some people on my friends list, I think I only follow like seventy people. <laughs> right, right. As soon as I see Trump or this or that, it's like, uh, snooze a fucker. When when Facebook started getting super 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 popular, I think I told this story once, but I was. Yeah, driving across the country, and I was driving through Nebraska at night, and I was bored off my ass, and I had literally sat there for like four straight hours and unfollowed however many people were basically on my friends list that night. And <laughs> then my news feed magically went to all the stuff that I actually want to see. Yeah. So. 
dirt bikes, fat asses. But now it does. Now it doesn't matter because like you don't even really get to see the stuff that you want to see anymore. No. So, uh, I uh, yeah, I'm getting tired of it. But yeah, it's I know, it's a necessary. Well, it's a sort of necessary evil. Like it's so damn easy to stay in touch with people by using Facebook, but there's just so many of them little freaking things about it that piss you off. The things that keep me off Facebook the most are when I'm podcasting, except for when I'm reading the questions or when I'm on iRacing. Other than that, I'm checking Facebook literally every five minutes. <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? It is. We're in, too, we're in too many groups. I think that's part of the problem. But it's like some of the groups are fun. Like I'm in an MMA group and we just sit and shit talk each other and we make fun of each other. It's like, you know, COVID doesn't exist. Yep. Oh, speaking of, I'm excited. And so, again, this I'll keep this short because it's not RC or anything related. The UFC. Oh, is this still an RC show? Yeah, kind of. You know, we talked a little bit about RC. The UFC is going to have three shows in a week. Oh, cool. May 9th, May 13th, and May 16th. And it's all going to be in Florida. Right on. Good for them. Yeah, I'm excited for it because we haven't had anything live, and, you know, I like fights. Yeah, I'm looking forward to all of it, man. Like, uh, we won't find out for sure uh, until a little bit later this week, but, you know, Supercross is trying to make a comeback. Uh, I mostly take naps during it, but NASCAR is looking at making their return. Um Formula One hey. is is trying to put things in place so they can have some races without fans. I'm so excited to not have the peak excitement of my day be watching somebody race on iRacing because. <laughs> but they drop uh, n bombs. <laughs> oh man, that was bad, dude. And he he didn't say it. Almost, I mean, it's a racial slur no matter what way. But it's like that's what he calls a guy on a regular basis. You could tell. Yeah. Any uh, the hard ER. I'm like, oh, sorry, buddy. Your half Japanese roots aren't going to save you from this one. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take them a while to dig out of that hole. I saw they drug up. Uh, Matt Kenseth came in to. Dr- he's gonna start driving that car when they actually go back. Really? To racing? Yeah, he's so, been retired for like a year and a half, maybe two years. I was gonna say. And um. It's interesting. It's it's interesting that they didn't want to go with like a young up and comer, because um, Matt. I mean, he he do, he did great things. He's uh, I think he won one NASCAR championship. Yeah, won a lot of races. But um, I, I I don't think anyone would disagree that he was past his prime when he left NASCAR. So when I wa- I stopped. Watching, he was two or three years in with his Joe Gibbs deal. Is when I stopped. Yep. And he had a when, couple of seasons. When NASCAR there. started to be lame. Yeah, he had a couple seasons there to where he had four or five wins with Joe Gibbs. But then I quit watching, and I was like, whatever. He, yeah, he he was fun to watch though. He's he like kind of a feisty Tony Stewart dude, dude. style driver. Um, I will get behind. I, anybody that goes out there and junks joey logano oh for sure so matt kenseth will always <laughs> have a place in my heart do you remember when kenseth and carl edwards were getting in it together no no i don't oh so carl edwards and kenseth got tangled up and 
Kenseth was talking to one of the reporters on the pit wall, like, yeah, I don't know what happened. I just got caught up with Carl Edwards, and Carl Edwards did that, like, action, like he was going to punch him, like, cocked back, and Kenseth, like, flinched <laughs> like a little kid. Uh, it was, uh, no, ah, man, those were the fucking days of NASCAR. Well, our days, you know, everybody has their favorite days of watching NASCAR if you were ever a NASCAR fan. Mm-hmm. My time was from like '03 to '16. Yep. Yeah. Those were my yeah, favorite I, times. There was there was a lot of good years in there. I I just yeah I miss the days where where basically the entire season didn't come down to the last and look I don't I don't need to be like I don't need to be captivated at the last race of the year. No. I want somebody that really deserves that kicked ass all season long to be the champion. I, I just, I really don't care about one out of four drivers that can win the last race of the year. Right. Wasn't Kenseth, isn't he the one who brought in the chase? Because oh, hell, I don't know. I'd, I think he but, won his championship with only winning, like, one race that year, and he just got top five, top five, top five. <laughs> it's, okay. It's like when Gordon was winning championships. He was winning six to ten races a year type thing. Sure. So, yeah, it's, man, yeah, it's a bummer. I, I, I don't, I'm not uh, entrenched enough to know where it all went wrong, but I definitely know that whatever their product is right now it's it's not optimal for me where it went wrong okay i i didn't hate the chase but where it went wrong was when they started adding people and it went from 10 to 12 because remember there was a chase where tony stewart missed the chase and then he won like three or four of the chase races yeah yep. and then yeah, they I did remember the, that he that, went on a tear yeah then he d- they did the old school points, and it's like, oh, Tony Stewart would have won this championship by a lot if we didn't have the chase. <laughs> right. So then yep. they did 12, and then they did 16, and then they started doing the elimination, and then they did stage racing. It's like, I just, it's, it's not even close to the same anymore. And it's like, they started silencing drivers in like 07 or 08, like, Say what you will about Kyle Busch when he won that first race with the car tomorrow and he goes, this car sucks. <laughs> and then NASCAR find the living hell out of him. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it's all, I'd like to think Jesus and my team and that's it. No, like, hey, F you. <laughs> I, I can remember one time when uh, uh, the, the Gibbs crew was having a little trouble trouble with their motors yeah and over the team radio over the team radio kyle bush was like thanks a lot trd fucked us again yeah. like that went over live radio i know i miss that stuff now people are so scared that they're gonna get fined right but then you get people like kyle larson who go way over the line oh man i mean he's 27 he should know how the internet works yeah the yeah, second your headset's live, oofed. yeah. The second your headset's live on iRacing, you're live to the world. I I think he gets it now. <laughs> yeah, he lost <laughs> his livelihood. 
I think I think he'll keep those comments to himself from now on. What's funny after that? A day after that, my uh, oh sorry, uh, I got emails. My uh, email or my Facebook memories said Kyle Larson is a damn animal from like eight or nine, <laughs> seven years prior. Because <laughs> I I think he crushed a race or did something as a rookie that's like damn he's an animal. He's one hell of a driver. You you can't take that away from him. He no. He's he's got some growing to do, and that doesn't make him unlike hey. a lot of people. Yeah. Um. If it. Yeah. Yeah. The way I look Racism, at it, racism is is it's awful. It. Um, yeah. I I wish we I wish we lived in the in a society where it didn't exist anymore, but exactly. it, it does. Um. He's not, he's not an axe murderer, no. though. So nope. I'm not going to hang him out to dry the the way some communities are. I mean, they're acting like he's beyond redemption and should never have a shot at, you know. You know he's not, but doing you know what? Th- the things that he loves, and it, I don't know. I take the note. I don't know what side to actually get on, because I, I, I don't want people to come to my house and knock on my door and you know, burn across in my front yard or anything like that, but I have uh, no opinion because A, I don't watch NASCAR anymore. And B, I'm a white boy from the suburbs. I have no race I have no horse in this <laughs> race. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, I Yep. Yeah. Uh it's, Okay. It's, hey, yeah. Uh, it, it's say. unfortunate that anybody still says it, but it definitely isn't our word. Yeah. Yeah. So we can put that one to bed. Yeah. We got uh, one more question from uh, John Bolton. He goes, "Yes, open the tracks. Hell, it's time to open everything. If you want, oh, uh, is just more of a statement about uh, Fleet Farm, and he works at Fleet Farm, and he goes, they've had Black Friday levels." and shopping and all that crap and then he took a picture of the fleet farm parking lot which was absolutely packed and you know i went to menards on saturday because i had to hang up a microwave and it was the same thing it was hard to find a parking spot i'm gonna blame everybody's wife yeah everybody's wife is putting together a honeydew list that they want and it's all their fault yeah so once again the the demise of civilization, we can thank women. So my my list is done now that that microwave is hung up. Just like when Eve tempted Adam. Yeah. So it remains in 2020. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You, hey, you know, you should almost think about coming to Omaha in a few weeks if they're doing their deal. I I actually don't even have a working mini truggy right now. I I took the servo out of that so I could get both of my uh, Ko Propo RSX three powers in the same car. Okay. So they're they're in my nitro buggy. So my next A main order, whenever that's going to be, is I'll I'll get a probably a um probably a new Protec. Probably get one of them. Uh, 170 SBLs or go that you know, high, maybe, huh? maybe the maybe the 155T or something like that. I was going to say I got the 160T in mine. And that's Is that like, one of the newer versions though? There's the 160? A, there there's a newer. So the 160T is like 270 ounces of torque 
or something like that. You know, I'll isn't the one fifty five more powerful than that? I'm not sure. I you don't really need more than two hundred and seventy though. Right. Yep. I agree. Um. So the one sixty T is twenty dollars. Cause I got I have a one sixty T in mine. I have a one sixty T B L on the way for my um, stadium truck, and that's got a little more torque. So the 160T is, at 7.4, it's 274 ounces of torque. That's a standard 160T, and that's $109.99. The 160TBL, it's got a piano finish case, which doesn't matter whatsoever. That is 290 ounces of torque. Same transit speed, but it's all too fast. You need to turn it down anyways. But it's, yeah, 290 ounces of torque. And that's for $129.99. Now, I might, and again, if A-Main, I'm going to try sending that one package back to A-Main, but if they don't, if they don't want it back, I'm going to have an extra, Ryan. I'd be willing to trade for an ESC. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing that i think i'm gonna be looking for it's uh i think i was attracted to the 155 t okay it was uh what is it it's like 453 ounces oh, at geez. 0.08 and i've i've always been totally cool with 0.08 oh yeah that's point more one than enough point speed one for me. yeah 0.1 you're fine so when you start getting in that point one three, it's like, yeah, <laughs> right. You're getting into spectrum territory, right? At that point. Oh, for sure. Yep, yep. The one fifty five T point oh eight four hundred fifty three ounces of torque. Yeah, that's a monster, man. That could <laughs> that could that could drive an A scale. That is their. I think that is like the first evolution of, um, their newer. More, um, I don't even know what to call. Them. More durable. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't there one seventy? Isn't there one seventy? Whatever their main dog. Yep, looks like it. Yeah, they're one seventy SBL. Man, only for a hundred and sixty bucks too. The thing that sucks is those don't fit in the associated. I was gonna go for them. <laughs> okay. They don't fit right in the because uh, uh, Tony Sletton tried. And they ain't fit right, so we ended up going with something else. Oh, 535 he, ounces. Yeah. That's a monster, too. Right, right. And I think our um, KOs only do four? Hold I on. don't even know if it's that much. No, they, they do at least. It's more It's more than enough. Yeah, so I got the I'm, RSX3. I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, I got the RSX3 powers in my A scale. And they do 438. Shit. They don't do much. <laughs> and even if you even if you look at the speed version, yeah, the 155s. I mean, that's 370. So yeah. you're way in the good. Yeah, but you that. know, you got to have at least 400 for a scale. Oh right, yeah. I'm just talking yeah. about mini truggy. Oh, mini truggy. Because that's what I need. That's what I need to replace. Mini Truggy, 200 minimum, but I wouldn't go anything below 250. Right. Yeah, I'd, I don't 
I don't know if anything's ever going to get me to travel that far again. You okay. know, the only time I ever did far away races is when I was going that direction for work right anyway. On. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, sure, sure. I get it. All right, well, maybe sit up, sleep on it for a while and uh, maybe you'll change your mind, but maybe not. We'll see what happens. I so would. We'll see if well, the race I would even sleep, happens. But we're too busy playing iRacing. I'm going, I'm not going to turn on my computer. I'm going to upload this and go to bed. <laughs> Good for you. Because I've got a podcast to do tomorrow too. I'm actually going to pack all this crap up and bring it with me to work tomorrow so I can do the podcast directly after work. So, cool. Yeah, it's going to well, be. Good luck with that. Yeah, it's fun. I'd say you should uh, sit in on one, but you're not an MMA guy. And we get. No, I'm a, I'm a casual. And we get deep. We we start talking about the inner depths of jiu-jitsu and stuff. It's, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, we'll end this one here. Uh, I'm Joe Jr., and with me tonight is my co-host, Ryan Greening, and we've ran out of talent.